You're listening to the Grassroots Podcast, www.marcusmusic.moonfruit.com. That's the website. Get on there and you can download various things. You can have a look at my gigs as well if you want to. If you're about in the area, come and see me. I don't mind. Always happy to see new faces. Now, I have a special guest in here today and I've been trying to get hold of him for a long time. <laughs> probably about a year or so. Um, probably known him best part of 10 years and uh, been a, a guitar teacher for as long as I can remember. And this boy walks in. He was a boy then. He was about 14. Curly hair, which he's, he's still got, yeah, as I look at him. It's still there. And he walks in, and I said, uh, Freddie, he said, yeah, pleased to meet you. And he sits down and starts playing. I said, what do you want to do? He said, I want to be a musician. That's what I want to do. I want to do what you do. Yeah. I said, well, you aim a bit higher than me. <laughs> yeah, what were you saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you remember that? Aim a bit higher than me. I remember you saying that, yeah. But, um, and you were adamant about that. So... I just remember thinking how adamant he was that that's what he wanted to do and I remember saying to him try hard at school Yeah, it's important that you try hard at school because this isn't for everybody fast forward 10 years a professional musician yeah. on the circuit across yeah. Europe Yeah. my guest today is Freddie Fabs and it is great to see you how are you? I'm good I'm oh, yeah. good I remember actually I remember you saying that you had a student that went into I think he went and joined the army. I think you said that's that. right. He was really good. Yeah, Chris, Chris Smith. Yeah. And you said that you did a gig and you walked out the room playing, swapped over with mm. him, and he carried on playing, and no one knew that you changed guitar. That's right. And I remember thinking, oh, I want to be like, you I want to do that. I want to be that good. <laughs> that you give the guitar to me, and no one knows that you've moved over. That's yeah. Well, you got that good. Uh, you worked no, worked on all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So, what have you been doing? Where Where are you now? You You're over here for a while until the tenth. I'm o- I'm over until right? next Wednesday, yeah. Okay. And then I go away because I so basically I'm now like I said I've done the circuits and things like that and I've yeah. still got a foot in that. Yeah. But I want to concentrate more on doing the original stuff now. Now I now I know that I can make a living from playing. Yeah. Be it from well, you're freelance guitar player, aren't yeah. you? Really, just have guitar will travel, which is what we always funnily enough yeah. what we always said. If you get to get your guitar on and go out there, yeah, and that's and, what you're doing. Isn't it? But now, now I want to try and do focus more on the original stuff. Yeah, and give, give that a go and see where that goes. Yeah, so check your website, check your Facebook yeah. page. You got an album? Either is it out at the moment? Or it a, is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Released it yourself? I, yeah, yeah, it is. Self yeah. promotion. Printed it up and all yeah. that business. Yeah, it looks good and proper as well. It yeah. Is, what, what sort of stuff is it? Guitar based, obviously. Well, it is. Yes. Yeah. So, well, basically, I was going to go on, and I did go on tour, and I'm currently going on the tour with a friends band right. um, that I met when I lived in London, worked and lived in London, and I went out there last year for a week with them just to hang out and drive the van and right. help, help load yeah. in and stuff. Been there. And they said, "Well, come back and." come back next year help us do all this business but open for us as well um, so I needed something to sell really so it was just it, it was it is uh, it's acoustic based but that's only because that's what I'm doing live at the moment and I didn't want to have a big old band production yeah, and then enough. turn up and it's just me Yeah. Um, although it's there is bits of bass and a little bit of percussion and drums on it just to fill right. it out but not it's I don't think it's going to be and it's blues based or or just I don't, don't can't really place it can no you? everyone tells me that yeah I can't um, really place it anywhere but you're proud of it you're happy with yes. how it's come out I'm, hap- I'm happy with it although I know that it's not what I have in my head yet okay so I'm I'm pleased with it and I'm happy to play it and show it off but right. I know that that's not me yet I know okay. that's not my so you're finding oh, your feet. Yeah. Turn. So did you play everything on the CD, literally, or did you have some friends of yours? 
You can give him a shout. We don't oh, care. no, I, right. Uh, it was just... It was me and my friend George, George Wally, who I played in the cover band with in, in the Alps and Europe and stuff like right. that. And he, he helped me record it because I don't know what I'm doing computer-wise, and he did the percussion and stuff. So he helped you out? And yeah. Yeah, so and obviously the songs are in your head and then it's just trying to get them get them there, but you, you had a specific sound in mind, like the acoustic sound, because of, of the shows that you're yeah. playing. You don't want to go too... No, and I did far. have a few ideas about, oh, maybe I'll put a bit of electric on in the background or a little bit of a solo thing here, but then yeah. I didn't want to... I think that's a rabbit hole. You can very Sometimes easily disappear it, yeah, down. If you keep it simple, yeah, then it will always sound simple when, yes. it, when you take it live. Yes, and I think um, I've always believed that if you write a good song or if you believe in a song, it sounds just as good acoustically as it does exactly. with a full band. Yes. So if you so you're writing stuff, but very much with the acoustic sound in mind. Because, because yeah, because it's you've me always the had the big sounds in your head. Definitely. As long as I've known I, you. Yeah, and I think I think. Uh, my music would be a bit more justified and sound more how it's meant to sound with a, a three piece or something like yeah. that. Um, but yeah. you've got an opportunity to promote yourself. That's what it's about, yeah. ultimately, isn't it? If Which an acoustic I, album gets them on your website, that's exactly. fine. Isn't it? And it's, and, and it's not going to be the last one I do because it's it's you know it's cheap to to do. Yeah, easy to do because it's just you and a guitar or, or you and a few Absolutely, little instruments yeah, um, yeah so I, I foresee myself doing another one as well when, when I get uh, at least another acoustic so you have one, plenty of material floating around your head always yeah do you write on the road is it one of those things or do you specifically mm. take a few days where you say Look, that's, that's going to be my writing time or, or I think I know the answer but the, yeah, it pretty much comes to you when it comes to you there's well there's yes and no because right. the, the guy I'm touring with um, the, the band called the Gravel Tones right and when I worked I worked with the singer Jimmy uh, and I remember us having a conversation when we was at work about songwriting and stuff and he said he does this thing where he I think it's a Nick Cave approach or something like that right. where you get up in the morning you get dressed you have your breakfast put your shoes on or you know like you're going out and then you sit down with the guitar you go to work exactly specifically go to work yeah, yeah. and I did that once well, I've done it a few times, but I did it one of the first few times, and a song that's on the EP just came start yeah. to finish. I suppose you get into work mode. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do in life. If, if you, yeah, I suppose if you work in a city or anything like that, you have a routine every single day. Yeah. And yeah, I can. I've never, to be honest, I've never thought of that. Yeah. And I saw a, a very interesting TED talk. Have you ever seen any of them? No. The TED talks. They're, 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 I don't know. I'll what, look them up. I promise. I'll yeah. Look them up. It's they have things ranging from like David Blaine talking about how he held his breath to people cancer research bits of everything Whatever, yeah. and there was this woman on there whose name I can't remember but she was an author and she said about how and I'm getting all these facts wrong but something like <laughs> the ancient <laughs> Greeks or something like that right. thought of a genius as like a, a spirit entity right. that was then channeled through a person so if you did a really good piece of art mm -hmm. or you did something amazing you was given credit but then so was this genius right. but then if you did something that wasn't quite as good people say well you did good but obviously that the genius yeah. wasn't with you and yeah. it was only until maybe I'm again I'm making this up but something like the renaissance period right. when people were referred to as geniuses that right. a lot of artists so the genius was considered a, a, a separate yeah. thing and, and and so like I tried to do and like she says in the, you sit down and you, you might work for five hours trying to get out a song and, or yeah. just write and think one day oh, 
that wasn't great but you know I turned up and I, I did my bit I it's did just my wasn't, job yeah. I just didn't have the gift there because I wasn't yeah. I didn't like the idea of just waiting around for having two or three songs and then waiting six months until yeah, I get yeah, a bit of an idea fair. and then you know which you can do and uh, people do make careers out of it but well, I wanted to yeah I mean when you read up when you read up about the Beatles writing process uh, how uh, and bands subsequent bands Oasis and stuff like that mm-hmm. they, they get the, the record deal they've already got 40 songs yeah and they've probably been gigging 18, 20 of them. Yeah. So the first two albums are pretty are easy. There. Are there anyway. Yeah. But the, the Beatles stuff, if you, they always say, and I personally don't think it does sound that, but people have always said that some of the stuff sounds forced because they were they were forced to release two albums a year. Mm-hmm. So they had to lock themselves away and write something yeah. rather than waiting for that inspiration, which is, I mean, music is one of those things that I think sometimes if you're actually working something out, when you listen to it the first time, I don't think it gets you straight away in the same way because no. it's not it's not listened to the way it was conceived. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But when you've got an album and you're setting yourself a deadline, you probably listen to your album, there's probably one or two songs where you, you'll say, if I get the chance, I'm going to revisit that. Yes. Re-record it, do something else with yeah. it. Was that, was that, that's quite fair to say that. that I think so, yeah. Well, I, well, the best I want... you can do at this stage. Yes, and that yeah. was something that I, when I recorded it, do a take or something, like, oh, was that good? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Leave it at that. Like, yeah. like, like just sort of, it may, whether it is or not, that's down to listen. The public but, will will decide. But I, I like I like the idea of that being a snapshot of that particular yeah. time and place. But yeah. I want to try and get what you're saying. I want to try and get right down the middle between the working to write a song and then having the inspiration. Well, you get an, yeah, you get a few ideas and then you yeah. So maybe one of those things where you get. So take like a dictaphone or something with you yeah. and you get these little moments of inspiration and then you, then you have a time maybe at the end of the month where you sit down listen through what you've got Yeah. because my brother uh, Steve Steve Brown is out there mm-hmm. he'll be listening in probably his songwriting I remember I was around in the house one day and he said to me I want to play you something and he played me his telephone answer machine Okay. and there was one message on there that just said oh, it's auntie whatever you know? Yeah. but then after that it was him phoning his own answer machine and singing a line down it yeah so that he could listen back to it later and sort of go you know I had a song in my head while I was shopping yeah or while I was doing something and he'd get it down and then later on he'd revisit it and yeah. say oh that's that little melody I had right yeah. let's see what the chords are so if you thought about doing that just get you know, yeah I have well, the, I, I hate no I hate, hate a strong word but I'm not too on form with modern technology when right. it comes to phones and laptops that's and stuff not, like that nobody does really. but, but the but the I, I do have an iPhone and that's been helpful in terms of notes and just sort of recording, yeah. recording ideas and things like that. Because I know so, I've had so many songs that've been lost or ideas that've been lost oh, because I yeah, work on it and then right, now, oh, give that a minute and come back to it, and then you go back to it and it's it's gone mm. or it changes. But then I sometimes like it when you oh, I can't quite remember how that riff go how to get yeah. oh it's something like the, okay then you follow it down that line. Yeah. But so it's I haven't yet found out. I remember I got a book about songwriting or something like that, and there was Paul Simon in it, and he said about how he will write a song or write a version of a song and write down notes about how he was feeling that day or what he did or whatever. So he can tap back into the emotion. Yeah, or, or, or sort of, and then go back to it a couple of days later and how was he feeling that day and stuff like that. Right. But I don't know how I want to do that. Maybe that's yet. a bit deep, isn't it? I that's think, a, probably a bit deep. Well, I, I don't want works to. Works for Paul Simon, I must say. Yeah. That. But I don't know if I want to give myself a structured way of writing a song. I don't want yeah. to. 
I like the idea of being open to all mediums. Like, so I'll sit down and try and write a song, yeah. and then I'll just a song will just appear. Do you always think that a song kind of, in the end, ultimately will sound how it's meant to sound? Like you can't if if you write a song with uh, if you write a sad song, and then ultimately when, once you get in the studio and you start working through it, you'll say to it, "Well, I don't want any happy instruments. I don't. I want you know. Ultimately, it will sound." how it's meant to sound or do you think that you can actually make a song sound a certain way do you know what I mean this, this is quite yeah. technical but when you when you bash out a song on one acoustic you have some idea of is it a happy song is it a sad song what's it about what's the emotion about see that, that brings me to the next question which I'll ask you in a minute yeah. about the songwriting process okay but do you think that the, that the songs that you ultimately ended up with on this EP which yeah. we, we will play some at the end okay um did you do you think that each of them captures a certain mood, or was it the best you could do at that particular time? And you, and you'd like to sort of revisit them. And I think it was just sort of. Do they sound different in your head? I think that's what I'm getting at. Oh so right, what you okay. ultimately ended up with. On the no, EP. right. Not with these ones because I didn't initially know what I wanted them to sound right. like. Okay. And I'm looking forward to having a band and sort of collaborating because I. I think it's all about there's certain points when I think a song has to be how it sounds in your head yeah. if it's if you're if you're coming across with a particular point but because I don't really know what my point is yet right I want influences I want to play the song and you can actually play that chord instead okay yeah. and then it's that's what you mean it's, I think it's all about to yeah. and throwing and, and there's something in the I've heard these things before where there's, the songs already exist so you just got to tap in and find them uh, that's, yeah, that's, yeah I've heard that but I, I like. Sometimes I think yes. If I, if I've I've had songs before when when I've been in previous bands when like, I'm I'm quite and you have to not come across too egotistical, but be like no, I I think that really should sound like yeah. I, you it's know. your song. It's, it's yeah. nothing egotistical about wanting something to sound how you. Want but then it. I remember one of my earlier bands. There was uh, a guy that would write the songs, and he was really good at writing the songs. But would never have, from what my memory of it, would never really um, want sort of influence, outside influence in, in terms of the structural right. arrangement or anything Just like that. Just had it his way. Yeah, and that was which it. and some and most of the time, granted, it worked really well. But yeah. I can't help but listen back and think, I wonder what would happen if, because he would be very strict with the drummer, saying they play it like this and play the bass like this. But I wonder what it would have been like, and that made me think, right, well, yeah. I'm kind of want that. I think that, that yeah, because I think there's a, there's a chemistry in a band of when you get five or six of you together or three or four of you together. The chem the idea of it is is the reason that ACDC sound like ACDC or Iron Maiden sound like Iron Maiden mm. or any band you can think of ultimately comes down to and there's a certain amount of this is the song and this is really what I want you to play. Mm -hmm. But the bands that tend to have been around forever, very much the songwriter brings an idea in and he's quite clear on how he wants it to go structurally. But when everybody plays together as a band, yeah. that's when you suddenly sort of listen to it and go, yeah, I, I, that's the chemistry of the band. The mechanics yes. all work in the guitar. Every single guitar player plays a slightly different way. Mm. And if you listen to a Maiden album or you listen to, um, I don't know, Guns N' Roses or anything, straight away you can pick out who's playing what. Yes. You know the tone, you know how they play. And you wouldn't get that if, if, if Axl Rose had taken those songs to an, a different band they wouldn't have yeah. sounded like Guns N' Roses and that's what I, the, the interaction must be is the, the best thing I th you, yeah I think like, I'm, I'm one of my big influences is Lenny Kravitz oh yeah you always, always love Lenny didn't you but 
my only issue with it is I want to hear what those recordings have been like because a lot of the time he does everything which yeah. is obviously very very well, uh, impressive right. yeah. and it does work but I wonder what it would sound like if he's got a drummer playing the drums right. and a bass player playing the bass not that he can't do that No, but, but I just wondered what would happen if there was that yeah when you get the chemistry yeah the, well ultimately he's and uh, I don't know Lenny I've got to say that no, well, no. but ultimately I would say from what you've said that his songs take on a life of their own life that they don't have yes. on the album but yes. then that could be said of anybody I think when you it's a very plastic version of a song on an album yeah. there's no adrenaline there's no live feel there's no energy as and that's, such. that's something I wanted to do with this EP which I didn't want to record what people were going to see live so I didn't yeah. want it just to be me and an acoustic on the EP I wanted it to be a little bit of a different experience keep it easy and mm. so the next question was going to be songwriting process are you lyrics first melody first you just find a hook mm-hmm. and then just uh, sort of scat sing what's your process is there a definite process for well you? Um, I'd say n- a big percentage of the time it's music first yep um, and then bits of melody and then words but then going back to what I said a minute ago I don't really want to try and at the moment anyway while I'm trying to find my uh, groove in my songwriting yep. I don't want to narrow myself down by being right I have to write the this music first done, yeah. yeah I mean Kurt Cobain I remember seeing interviews with Kurt Cobain he's like no music was is always first and then, and then yeah. but I, there's been times when I've written the songs around lyrics I've come up with first mm-hmm. um there's no, there's no method. Really, no, there? no, there's not. But I, uh, and I like that. Yeah, I like that. But then I don't like that because it makes it sometimes difficult. I think there's no formula to follow. When I have something, I'm a bit frustrated with. Like I want to push it, get it going. I, I yeah. can't because I can't be like, oh well, I've, I've got the order around the wrong way or something like that. But yeah. I, I uh, you just wait until it finds you. Yeah. And and then ultimately it works itself out once you get in there and yeah. start working through. So you've been on, you've been working. Whereabouts are you based when you're not here? Are you, are you based? Well, you're in France for a while. Last couple of years, yeah, I've been based in the mountains in France in the ski resorts. Okay. Um, and that's been good. But uh, and then it would be sort of travelling around in, in between. But like I said, I think at the moment now I'm going to be based more back here. Right. And then go off and come back here just just so that there's mm. is it a chapter of your life that you, you're looking to sort of come to the end of or in terms of the well in the terms of travelling and, and being based in France is it something that you're looking to is it something you've been there and done and now you not so much France the countries but just more the no no the, <laughs> yeah no just so much the, the, the lifestyle yeah and the scene of sort of playing covers and um, and the, the whole party scene and right. stuff like that. that that's good fun but it's you spent so much time learning other people's songs, yeah. and that's why that's why this is in, this whole process is interesting. Is because I've been so much time. So I did write my songs, started off doing that, yeah. then gone into the cover stuff. I spent so much time focusing on learning other people's music, which I think has been a big help for me yeah. in growing. But now it's sort of almost starting again. That now I'm going to try and focus on the original Do stuff. Something with your own. So take all of that knowledge, all yeah, of that, a musicality. And then incorporate it into it. So, what are you thinking about forming a band and doing an album, or are you just happy with the acoustic stuff for now? I mean, it's the acoustic stuff is good because it's easy in terms yeah. of I don't have to ring around and see who's 
what, your, free. your own vehicle, you can take your album out there. Exactly. Were you doing open mic nights? Are you uh, looking at some of those? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at some of those around here. I think there's one in South End tomorrow night. Yeah. I think, but yeah, I I, I want to do that and get to because I don't really know too much of the scene at the moment around here because I haven't been away for so long. But well, that's the idea of, of of this podcast is the networking side of it. Mm. Yeah, I know there are several venues. Peggy Sue's in South End. There's an open mic. Okay. Um, there are a few. Have a, have a look. Yeah. And if there, if there's anybody out there that listens to this and you run an open mic night, just drop me an email. Yeah. Or go good. on there because it's it's vital. That's the sort of stuff that keeps keeps you alive as a songwriter. You know mm-hmm. you're out there. People are hearing your stuff. There's no better feeling than that. No. Although you can be in a great covers band, you play some great shows, a party band, I call it. Yeah, yeah, band. yeah. You know, go and, and do some stuff and have some great times and probably drink too much and do whatever. We've all been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sleeping on the floor, sleeping in the van. But ultimately, when you write something that you've created, you know, a blank sheet of paper. Yeah. And you go out there and someone comes up and says, can I have one of your CDs? Mm. There's no feeling like that. It's, it's, yeah. it's such a lovely, uh, warm feeling when someone takes notice of what you've got to offer but the tour, the tour I just done it was at uh, Italy which is brilliant absolutely lovely um, and it was really nice because it, it was a lot of time it was playing outside because it was hot just nice <laughs> nice. Um, but the first couple of times people came up to me and wanted to buy a CD I was like you, you sure? Yeah. You, you sure you want to buy, you buy a CD? you believe in it don't you yeah. believe in it mate and that I, I find it very um, I'm not very good at Bigging myself up, no. you know, I, I don't. I find it very unnatural. Mm. Um, but I suppose I've got to get used to doing it. But it, uh, I think there's a way of doing it without. I, I think, know. yeah, I think the answer, if there is an answer, is you just be yourself. Mm. And ultimately, if somebody tells you that what you do is really good, if somebody says to me you're the best band we've had down here or the best singer we've had it, my first answer is you should get out more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Always, because I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't ever turn around and say I know. Yeah, I mean, there's a point where they would push me to the point where I would go. I've worked hard on it, so if I wasn't as good as I could be, I'd quit tomorrow. Yeah, but to, for somebody to make the effort and come up and buy a CD and, and yes. do that, it's okay to be you. It's okay to say, "Oh, thanks, I'm glad you liked it." Yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's tough. It's it's not easy. Someone's heaping praise upon you, and you and I've had these people with that. You don't know how to handle it. No. What I, I worked out was if you go completely the other way and be, oh, I'm glad you like it, thanks very much. Yeah. They don't expect that. They expect the egotistical on stage person. Yeah. You know I think I mean? it's. I think it's because you. I think as a musician or someone that's creative, you're yeah. giving out stuff all the time and, and yeah. pushing it out. So when you have to turn it around and push it back at yourself, it feels weird. So how are you with the concept that once somebody buys that CD, mm. goes home? presses play technically it's no longer yours because they will make of that CD what they want to make you know how yeah. you get songs at weddings you get songs at funerals you get and I've been studying music therapy I'm looking to get into music therapy okay. for, that, for that exact reason where you sit in a circle you play one song somebody laughs somebody cries somebody runs out yeah same song yeah so at how does that sit with you that somebody I like would, that. would take something from your song and, and then you like the idea of that I like that because I think that's the point of it complete the point yeah. that, that's it's um I like it, I heard Freddie Mercury in an interview well, I didn't hear him I watched an interview I think. <laughs> but uh, he said about you know you write a song and then pff, you sort of throw it it's always discarded because it's out there now that's the right next yeah. one you know you, yeah. and I there's there's bits of 
I have a link with my songs, I think. But then some of the songs I write that they're they're not based on sort of personal. No, you put yourself in a scenario and write. From that yeah, it's, it's a completely made up story. So yeah. then I can have the same uh, view on something. I can have the same. Um, well, you can walk first, away from it. Yeah, 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 like like someone so else listens to a person, if you like. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that quite a lot. I like that, I like that. Yeah, sometimes uh, when, when you're writing something or you come up with an idea and and you don't know what it's about. Mm. See, the secret with, with people like Adele, the re- one of the reasons why Adele is as popular as she is, apart from the fact that she's a hell of a singer and a hell of a performer, is that she writes stuff where you listen to it and go, I've been there. Yeah. I've done that. I've gone to parties hoping I'll see somebody. Or, yeah. Or I've, I've stood in nightclubs going, please let her be here tonight. Yeah, you know? yeah. Please, please. I was, I was a bit of a sad when I was young. I'm not doing it now, I've got to say. But no, you said, oh, please let her be here tonight because I, I messed it up last week. And yeah. I'm, oh, tonight I've got to be cool and say all the right things. And when you hear somebody who's gone through the same thing, it's, uh, it's like it's an enlightening experience yeah. to sort of sit there and go, oh, she's felt the same as I yeah. have. So your songs, are they quite personal? to you or I think you've probably just answered it I think some some of them are yeah. some of them are completely made up and I think some of them are bits in between um, I like I like to try and going back to the whole trying to not f- trying to find different ways of writing songs I yeah. like to pick maybe pick up on someone something that someone said or a phrase I've heard and then try and write a whole song around that and then right. and then an experience I've had try and write a song around that or maybe put a, a different view on it or yeah, I don't know so at this is, point yeah. have you got any songs in your repertoire that you are absolutely 100% proud of and happy with is it the answer the obvious answer is all of them but you know what I'm getting at yeah. you write something and you and you stand back and say that's that's the best that I've been able to do up to this point I'll find something better but that's something that it becomes a benchmark and then you have to accept that there's going to be two or three songs on the album that you don't feel the same way about. I'm not sure I have any of those yet. Right. Um, You're still finding your feet and working them through. Yeah, and I like, I like, I don't like the fact that they keep releasing new, quote unquote, Jimi Hendrix albums every year. Yeah, like. But I do like listening to some of them when you hear some of the famous songs he's done. Mm. But he'll, there's different recordings of them or different arrangements of it. So I like the idea of having. I've never really been 100% satisfied with the song because then I can be like, especially at the moment when it's just me, I can be six months down and like, actually, I'm going to get rid of that verse yeah. and play without that. Or This is why albums take six months to a year to make. Yeah. And the bands like Def Leppard, when you read up about uh, um, how they make albums, I mean, they, they had a hit. The, one of the biggest albums ever is, is Def Leppard Hysteria. If you haven't heard it, just go and listen to it okay. and, and listen to what the guitars are doing. But they had all the songs done, all recorded, and just scrapped the whole lot and right. started from scratch. Like all the songs, yeah. And said we'll start from scratch again, and and took them four years to make the album. Mm. And you sort of think that work process. I don't think I could handle it. No, there's perfection, and then there's there's perfection. What they got ultimately is is a classic, classic rock album. Yeah. But four years to make twelve songs. That's I think a bit much. Isn't it? I've never really been. I want to be as good as I can be and write the best song I can write, but I don't. I don't think I believe in perfection because I think that's just an idea that we have of uh, that doesn't really exist. No, we search for perfection, and that's what drives us. Yes, exactly. But we never. If we ever find it, we would quit. If we ever turned around and said that was the perfect gig, then yeah, quit. 
that's it because you never played a perfect game I think there's no there's, uh, I think what that is is the closest thing to yeah I don't think it could ever be same ever with takes and I remember playing doing an EP with a band before once and the guy was like yeah no, do, do another one do another one do another one I said like, no, no. I've, I've done four or five it's in there somewhere if I go any more mm-hmm. I mean that I've had I've had the the guy George the guy that helped me record I think he's very much sort of and he's an amazing he's probably the best drummer I've ever played with but he, he's he's amazing and very uh, crisp and, and, and precise yeah. and I, th- I know that some of the times we've done takes and he's like well, okay what, what do you think it's like yeah okay we'll, we'll leave it like that and I can see his face go mm, really yeah like, it, it, but then yeah which I probably could yeah um, there probably is that one but I don't especially with the time frame I had to do it yeah just snap it and it's okay on. just get the songs out there yeah. So is th- this is obviously something that you're really exploring now. You want mm. uh, you, you're looking for you're looking for fame and fortune. You're just looking to do it for you. N- yeah. I'm not, uh, well, I want be to. Be nice. Um, I know that even if I get a number one album tomorrow, I'm never going to be as rich as Mick Jagger. So there's no point. <laughs> there's no point trying to do it for that reason. Yeah, so it's if not I about the money, though, no, but it, I want to be able to do it and live from it. That's right. that's my that's the ultimate goal. To yeah. do my music and live from it. Um, I don't want to. Not looking at what set the world alight, but you want to. You've got an obvious musical talent, right? That, that's obvious to. Don't, don't, don't blush. It's true. Right. <laughs> an obvious musical talent that you need to explore. Mm. You need to go as far with it as you can, to the point where maybe you sort of think, well, I'm, I'm sacrificing happiness here. And you sort of, that's that's the, the. I think for everybody out there, that's the crossroads where you sort of look at it and go, I'm hardly at home. Yeah, I, I can't settle down. I've met somebody or, or whatever. Yeah, and the music is taking me away all of the time. So you either live your life on the road, or you you find that happy medium. And I yeah. get that feeling that that's you'd like to gig two or three nights a week, but have your own bed. Yes, but then I'm I'm I want. Yeah. It's a tough question. It is, and I think it will it will find its own rhythm as to what it is that I'll end yeah. up doing. But I know what my goal is which is to make that the top tier is doing my music and earning a living from it yeah. now if I have to travel around for a couple of months a year or spend time away from home then that's, that, that's part and parcel but then that you do that if you worked on an oil rig or you you, do, you yeah. know that's that's yeah. um, that's the thing it's perceived that you do so much travelling I mean you do a lot of travelling mm. you, you've travelled uh, every time I go on Facebook you're somewhere else and have a picture of Another selfie from somewhere. I don't. I don't like the selfies. No, that wasn't my selfies. Facebook use looking at. I don't like that. I don't like them. <laughs> I might not have been a selfie. It's a, pic- it's a picture of where you are. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm here today. I'm here today. It looks to me as if you've you've had a hell of a great run up to this point. You've like, yeah, big pretty, time. Pretty grateful for what you got. Yeah, definitely. Really happy with the way it's worked out. Definitely. And it, but I also feel a little bit of pressure because only on from myself that yeah. because I've been. Because I've now done things I've done, and I've been supported so much, I feel like I've got to keep going and, and pushing it upwards. Because I yeah. can't, I feel I'd be letting people down that have helped me by instruments, you know, family members of running oh, around the gigs. Yeah. If I go, okay, that's it now. Yeah. But I, I don't want to do. That. That's not going to happen. Ever going to happen? No. I mean, the I, other the other side of that, because I've got that. It's not peer pressure. It's not really peer pressure. No. It's just the, these are the people that tell you. You should do something with your guitar. Yeah. You should do something with that, and you've and you've done something with it. 
and and the, the, nobody can take that away from you. No. If you, if it ends tomorrow, if you look at it tomorrow and say, you know what, I want to go and work in a supermarket or something, mm. I've had enough of music, I'll just do it for a bit of fun. Nobody can take away the fact that you've been a professional musician for two or three years, probably more than that. Now, uh, maybe you're coming up to three, I think. Right, yeah. so you've been living and playing the guitar for a living, which is what you told me when you were 15, yeah. you wanted to do. And mm. you've done it for three years, and you've been to Italy, and you've been to France, and mm. where, where else have you been? I did uh, Jet Setter, you. Scandinavia. Scandinavia. That's, that's very nice. Yeah? Uh, What's the best um, venue or the best show that you've played today? Because you will play better. What would you say if you had to? If you had to pick one, if there's a champagne moment over, over that three-year period, is a one little moment where you sort of go, "I want to freeze that." If I could go back and just enjoy that again, have you got any? any there were times. There were times in France where, because it's all holiday makers and it's all ski. So everyone's having a great time. And yeah. So I, I did a couple of times, sort of the crowd. Can you ski, by the way. I s- try to snowboard. I can do. Th- I can, can do, do that. Snow, yeah. No point in being in France if you can't no. do it. And I, and I tried to learn, but I was constantly scared of hurting the hands and stuff. Because yeah, I'm yeah. like that. Yeah. But no, I, I crowd surfed while I was playing guitar. Great. That's that's good fun. That's always good. Uh, I don't do. I'm too big. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done that. I think I've pretty much done everything else except crowd surf. Yeah. I don't. I think that. There's a it. constant worrying of, are they going to drop me? And I've seen it happen <laughs> with other people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I couldn't put That's a freeze frame moment. Yeah. Just the euphoria of being. Uh, people are into it that much, they want to. Yeah, and, and and then there was times just on this tour where I'm playing acoustic by myself, doing my songs, and you finish and you get this applause back, and it's. It just sort of hits you. Like, wow, they're. They're. They like, they're liking what I'm yeah. doing. Yeah. It, it, it's, a weird, it's a new feeling. No, but you're not used to that. You're, no. The covers is one thing, but you're not used to having that. Yeah, uh, the feedback and the instantaneous um, reaction yeah. to your own music. Because the thing with the covers, is, I know you've probably found this as well. You you look up and there's a couple over there talking. Someone's looking on their phone, and yeah. it's you know they're not really <clears throat> they're not there for you. Ultimately, a party band or a covers band is about the songs. Yes, people will react to the songs, and and if you if you're at a, you know for instance if you playing a show somewhere and all of a sudden you play not that I ever, I ever have but you play Dancing Queen yeah or Sex on Fire Kings of Leon yeah everyone's straight into it and you could be the worst but the rest of the night you could be the worst covers band there but yeah. if you do a half decent version of Kings of Leon yes they react to the song but with your own stuff they've got to react to the song to songs that they don't know yes and react to that so when you get that reaction it's it's a twice as rewarding isn't it Mm. If you go down and say they, they like to stuff because I toured with Calicanesis and we were promoting our own stuff and mm. across the UK and, and you meet people and you come off stage and people want a t-shirt I want to shake your hand it's like can I have one of your CDs you sort of go I wrote this song in my bedroom yeah it's, I could never get my head around that thing but that's a, a nice feeling do you feel accepted like that people are looking at you as a this is, this is a professional musician I mean, you're, not, you're not here to mess about you're, you're there to do a good solid job yeah. But you are a support act, or you was that were you yeah. supporting that night? Yes. So they were there for, essentially for the other band, but you did a good solid job and meet yeah. the, pe- the people afterwards. Yeah. Sign some autographs, have a drink. I, I did. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, people have asked me to do that, and it feels very strange. Yeah. Really. But um, I don't know. It's uh, I like it. I like it when you get. 
what's the word? You're getting response for experimenting and creating, and and that's what I like. Like a, you know, if someone paints something. I was like, that's that's really nice, and you can all stand around and look at it. Yeah. Whereas, uh, I feel very uncomfortable. People stand around like there was a group of people here mm. well, I don't know I don't know what I'm trying to say that, but it's at that point where if you if you record a, a, a new song you play it to people but you don't necessarily want to be in the room when they listen to it yes in, in the same way that when you're a kid you have to sing to your aunties and you never look up or yeah it's, it's, it's having a confidence in your own material you can stand there shoulder to shoulder with people who are hearing it for the first time and say yeah, this is what I've done. I think I think with that, what it is is because I adopt. I've seemed to adopt a different persona when I play on stage, which I I think I've always seemed to do. I used, you always have, yeah. I used to do acting and stuff, and I think that's helped me. Yeah. And yeah, you become that entertainer. So if I'm writing a song, and then I play it to my mum or something like that, there's a little bit of embarrassment because that's not. It's like. Me and someone else in the it's room not with the entertainer exactly it's the yeah and yeah. my sort of way of introducing so oh yeah I, I come up with this song a little week ago that might that's not the hey how you doing yeah, I want you know yeah, that's yeah. not so I think that that makes me feel a little bit or when it's um, sprung upon me yeah. like I was at a family barbecue thing the other day and I'll like, oh, get the guitar I get the, and oh. I was like oh, oh isn't oh. it the biggest rush of adrenaline you've ever had in your life it's yeah. If I go if I go out somewhere and, and, and there's karaoke or something, and people are always say, "Oh, Marcus, put I've put your name down." I, they, oh, I didn't want to. Yeah. But then there's that moment where they suddenly call you up, and you have to become the performer in yeah. that much time, and the rush of adrenaline when you come back off. I, I stand there and shake mm. because I can't do what I do, but the performer can. Yes. And I've had to become the performer in order to do it. Yes. So I know where you're coming from with that. I, and think, I think that's important as well yeah with, with with the original stuff is and because you open yourself up a little bit when you write the songs or when you're there's always that little bit of fear of what are they going to make that's, of it that's rubbish or yeah. that's you know but then I, I do welcome that because then you if every, if every one of your songs is amazing you're never going to get well, I think it's, a, it's one of the things I, I that, that you're bringing that up or one of the things I always talk to you about was about becoming your on stage persona and mm -hmm. being able to leave it on the stage when you get home when you yeah. get away from it you think that's important you think a lot of because I've met so many people in my life sadly some of them are not even here anymore yeah. where they became the performer and liked the performer so much they weren't able to walk away from I think so, yeah. being the centre of attention or wanting to be that person that buzz yeah that's. I think that's definitely it's a dangerous thing to fall into but you seem to understand I think it's definitely a dangerous thing and I think you you can pick out the the the, the, the famous people that that it never switched off yeah and because it never switched off that then burns out quickly well, yeah I've always thought yeah the people that get into drugs and we won't name any names but the people that ultimately uh, get into drugs is a lot of the times because they can't they can't leave the buzz they, they yeah. love the buzz of being on stage well I can say Keith Moon yeah because I've read his book and it, and it was but when the Who weren't on tour he couldn't bear it yeah because he needed to let that side of him out yes so I think ultimately he gets into stuff he shouldn't get into. But you seem, you know, you seem pretty chilled. You're not. Would you be friends with your on-stage guy? Would he be one of your mates? Um, because <laughs> I don't think so. I don't no. think I would hang out with my no ult my alter ego very much. It's not that they're big-headed. It's just I don't think I could. I couldn't be him all the time. 
No. And uh, I think it's. I don't think I could be mates with him. I, no, I don't think I could be in the same room. No. That's, in, that's an interesting question. That's a strange one, isn't it? I think it's because you have to. I feel like sometimes when you're on stage, you have to work in a way that you get. You want to get everybody looking at you yes. and everyone involved. So that's because right. of that, you. And I. I feel like sometimes I have like a bit of magic powers because I know when that guy's turning around over yeah. there or they're, they're losing interest that, they're yeah. losing interest just so. about to say that that, that um, funnily enough I mentioned it when I spoke to Cheryl about it which was the that when you when you look out as, as a musician you look out but you know what everybody's doing in that room at yeah. every single minute yeah and if I was in a restaurant as me I wouldn't yeah I wouldn't care it wouldn't make any difference to me but you, you're aware if somebody's going to the toilet, somebody's moving, if somebody's dancing over here and you react to that. Yeah. It's like tunnel vision. It's this really strange sort of sixth, sixth sense where you know where everybody Definitely. is. Definitely. You yeah, you become very in tuned. And, and what was nice with the cover stuff is I'd sometimes walk around with a little wireless thing. So, I, so I'd look at the singers singing a song. I'm standing there thinking, that table's not interested, right? I'm going to go I'll, stand I'll on their table. I'll take imitation being flattery. Oh, well, yes, oh, yes. <laughs> But, I haven't played with the beer bottle though. I wasn't the first person to do it, mate. I haven't I, played with the beer, uh, the, I, the glass. I, I remember you doing that. I haven't that. played a wall-to-wall show for eight years. Wow. Um, and I don't. I'm not sure I'll miss it or not. <laughs> I don't think my body could handle it now. Yeah. It's, it's funny that that um, you, you look back on that, and the amount of people that say to me, "Oh, well, you're going to bring it back on a bit back." They remember it has been so much better than it actually was. And in order to get it back, I've got to get it back ten times as good. Or ten times better than it was, so people go, "I'm satisfied." Yeah, I don't think I want that pressure. Yeah, I'm quite happy to sort of go, "Okay, fine," you know. So you weren't even old enough to when you when you came to you saw us in Wickford. Yeah, and you weren't even old enough. Well, you no. had to, I had to speak to the, the manager, sneak you in, and that wasn't the, that's not it's there sitting, now. That sitting, no, place. no, it's block of flats it now. Is, yeah. What a waste. Oh. Fraser's in Wickford. Right, that was it. Yeah, Fraser's in Wickford, but yeah, no, wireless guitar was was I wasn't the first person to do it. No, but I just remember but that it. I remember. I don't know how old I was, like fourteen or whatever. But I remember every. It, it just the people that weren't paying attention, or but you broke the what's it, it the third the wall or fourth wall, whatever it is. Yeah, you you yeah, break four, that four. wall and you. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Well, that's this is different. This is different. Yeah, no, I, I really. Do. And I remember as well sitting there, and I think I think your dad was there, yeah. and was doing a sound check, and your dad was like, "Yeah, no, that's." That's wrong, or this is out. I mean, my dad was like, "What? What's out? I, I don't, I don't hear anything. What are they talking about?" <laughs> yeah. But now I'm, I'm part of that world too. So I'm like, "Yeah, no, that can we listen to a record or something like that?" There's that called in "Let It Be," yeah, where he plays a wrong. I don't know if he plays a wrong note or he play. It, it's not the same as the phrase before. So it, right. for me, it stands out. I'm like, we heard it in the radio the other day. I said, "Hey, listen to that." It's, what, what? Do you know what? That, that's yeah, because when when you do this crazy business it doesn't matter what you do if you're a bricklayer and you walk past the wall chances yeah. are you'll have a look at it and say oh I mean oh, that's that's a bit loose or yeah, yeah. it's not been done properly music probably the biggest disappointment was that to, to get so in tune with music and to work so hard at music that, that you then understand completely how music works or mm-hmm. you think or, or t- you understand how, st- how songs are structured how the drummer works what the bass player does and then when you listen to something you don't listen to it you dive into it like you yeah. kind of swim around in it for a while what's going on and the disappointment that you suddenly pick out bum notes and, and dodgy bits of drumming and yeah. dodgy bass lines there's, there's a, just off the top of my head there's a, a, a Spanish guitar at the end of Elton John's Your Song right. that plays a right dud really and it, well, that's one of my favourite songs and when I heard it with, with those new ears that you get yep. you suddenly 
Have you ever sat in a restaurant and you can hear what somebody's saying 20 foot away but you can't necessarily hear what someone's saying next to you? Yeah. How you can tune in with yeah. with something. It's strange, isn't it? We're, we're I, not, I, I like we're to think of it as a little superpower. Yeah, I, I think I, it is. But that comes from being able to pick out your instrument in a wall of noise. You can focus in on yeah. one thing. But yeah, whilst, being, whilst being aware of... Well, you know whatever else is going on, but you have to pick out your instrument in a wall of sound. There's the one of the there's a my brother loves Conway Twitty, you know Conway really? Twitty. Yeah. Oh god. I, yeah, no, fair he, enough. We, well, fair he enough. got it. Yeah. No, no, I don't mind. But he he, he, uh, he can mention that on my. <laughs> <laughs> but there's he put the CD in my car and we have a good old sing along to some country. Yeah. But there's one he does a version of Jailhouse Rock. Yeah. And it starts. I remember I kept putting it back to the beginning two or three times like he's singing it what's yeah. what's what, what's wrong there I could hear something wrong and he comes in too fast right but he starts singing one for the party and, the, and you can hear the band like, the band have to adjust yeah, yeah. and yeah. I, I just love I love little picking up on little things yeah. like that because I play it to my dad and he won't hear it or but you hear it when I put it out be like, oh yeah oh I'm terrible that. for that yeah I'm terrible for that uh, and, and words that sound like things I mean yeah. there's, there's a famous one um, Titanic I know that the hot dogs go on Okay. For the first time she, the first time Celine Dion sings it, it sounds like hot dogs. <laughs> and but when you hear something, as we we're saying with with other people and other musicians, how music makes you feel when you hear a crystal clear piece of production or something that's just yeah. an idea or a concept, then you listen to it and it makes you go cold. Yeah. When you hear something, and my wife always says to me, "Oh God, you're on about that. Take that song again." So if you could mention Conway Twitty, right? Then yeah. I'm going to mention Take That. I saw Take That with Robbie. Thank yeah, you very much. Now, I saw them. There's a section at the end of the song, "Back for Good." Yeah. Right the way through, um, the backing vocal is um, he sings, "Whenever I'm wrong, I'm going to tell you." Whatever it is, I should have listened, paid more attention. <laughs> whatever I said, whenever I did, and the backing vocal sings, "Whenever I'm wrong, I'll tell you." Okay. Right at the end of the song, he sings whenever I'm wrong, and they go into the other bit. Yeah. And every time I hear it, I go cold. That's that such yeah. a great idea. And you could play it ten times in a row, and even the tenth time, I'd still go, that's great. Yeah. It's a wonderful feeling to do that. And you get that with your own stuff. You come up with something, and then you're playing it, and then you listen back to it. Yeah, it's a nice feeling. It's, music's a feeling, I think, yeah. isn't it? listen with your soul man don't listen with your ears there's a nice bit in one of the songs where I put some harmonies on it and then listen back to it like, oh, harmonies yeah. yeah yeah I know yeah, you've grown uh, it sounds really good <laughs> re- and that's, the, that's one bit I'm like listen to this bit yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, turn, yeah, turn that bit up yeah listen to this harmony <laughs> I really, I really, yeah it's, that's the strange thing about doing once you, once you understand that how music works and how it's put together to suddenly it's like going into Narnia for the first mm. time mm. looking around in little corners and that and and you, and you go back, you revisit all your CDs. Let's have a listen to something that I've always liked. And you listen to it with new ears. Like somebody's taught you about how to, being in a band teaches you how, how it comes together and who does what and what your role is in the band. So do you miss the live band thing? Do you, yeah. And the feeling that it gives you, rather than actually having to play the covers, do you miss the, the yeah. buzz of... Yeah, I do, yeah, because there's... It's a lonely existence with one, one guitar. It Yes, it is there's pros and cons yeah definitely but no I do miss that's why I want to try and I'd, I'd love to try and get sort of a little three piece going um because then it's relatively easy you know, it, it, it's a band but it doesn't have the stresses of four or five piece you and know. You, you can still play the acoustic stuff but with a bit of bass and a bit of 
concussion. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the idea. That, that 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 would that would be that's my next step. But just I need to work out a few more things first. Sort of, so, you know, I want to. I don't want to invite two guys and to rehearse and then be like, okay, yeah, cool. Oh, actually, no. I, yeah, what do I want to do with that bit? I, I want to yeah. make sure I know what I'm doing. Mm. To make their job a little bit easier, yeah, it just fall into it, just fall into place. Like you, you start working with uh, George, and then you might say, "I'll play drums for you if you want to yeah. do something." Or, and then you bring somebody in on bass, and I think you, you, you kind of as you go through. Because I remember somebody gave me some advice years ago, and I, was, I said to him, "I was thinking about going professional in music because I was at a point where you sort of go, I've got a, got a part-time job, but I want to do something with music." And he said, "Just go for it." Yeah. Because apart from anything else, once you're known as a professional musician that's what you do mm. so they don't want somebody who, who works in the supermarket who sings on a Friday night or a Saturday night so if I was doing say 40 hours work during the week and 2 hours gigging I was still a musician who did a part time job or did a job yeah. because a musician was so much more of a glamorous thing mm. to talk about and people you get people fascinated by the lifestyle but ultimately it's freezing your backside off in a van yeah it, it is <laughs> it, yeah. it's not like being a not, not in disrespect, but it's not like being a plumber or an electrician where, where people say, what do you do? I'm a plumber. Oh, really? Great. I'm a musician. Really? Straight away, they want to know all about your yeah. life and your story. Yeah, because yeah, cause it is a little different. And I, Why and is I, that? Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think there's... The glamour of it, maybe. Yeah, and the romantic nature of, where are you next week? Oh, I'm in Austria. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. it, there's, I do love talking about where I'm playing. Yeah. It, that, that is nice. But then they don't see the... But like we don't see the the inside and outside of all in pipes or wiring. No, no, but, no, sure, there's lots but, of yeah, there's and and then after I think after a while it be it, uh, there are aspects of it that do become a job. Yeah. So yeah. So like for example, next week I'm going to Austria for a few days. Yeah. And that sounds very exotic, and it is, and Austria is amazing. But yeah. But you're there to work. But what what I haven't said is I've got to get a train to Stansted, and then I've got to get a flight from Stansted and then there's all this sort of logistical stuff that, that isn't yeah. that isn't very sexy no. but is like do you like travelling? yeah oh, well yeah. before I before I got pulled into the pulled in well, before I got asked to join the co- the covers band when I was living in London and working yeah. in a guitar shop I thought right I want to travel Yeah. I'd like to see the world now I've seen London but I want to see the world but I don't I want to do it via music. I don't want yeah, to have to. Yeah. I don't have to work for a year to pay for it. I want to, and then that, and then it sort of turned out, which was amazing. So how did it happen? Though? Just literally, just you auditioned, and then they suddenly got this residency in France or something. Well, yeah. Well, I, I, so I got this little tattoo, which for the people at home is looks like a P. It does look like a P. Yeah. But the it's a it's a symbol for a word, and and the word is Wonjo, W U N J O, which means joy when. Knowledge becomes understanding. Okay. And one Joe Guitars is a shop in Denmark Street, at which I went up, put my CV in when I moved to London. I think just before I went to London, thing. Anyway, I ended up ultimately getting a job there after some pestering and <laughs> smiling and <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. Selling yourself. And I worked there for two, two and a half years, and it, it's the, it was the best quote-unquote normal job I could have ever had yeah. I, met, I met some of my heroes working in that shop I, I know I changed people's lives by selling them guitars or convincing them yeah. to, to play or whatever and so and, and the people I worked with it was like a family and I went back there yesterday and it's, it's still like that yeah. um, but I met a guy there called Ben or everyone calls him Westy right. and 
he worked there for the summer and he's like oh yeah in the winter I play in the ski resort should come out and visit so I did I went out and visited him and he was playing with a band called the JB's but he was leaving them to play with another band out there so they were looking for a guitar player right. um, so again I just pestered I got up when I went out and visited him I got up and jammed and they got me drunk and I could still play a little bit so I think that impressed him <laughs> um, enough, yeah uh and then I just kept pestering, kept pestering, and I think they run out of either run out of options patience, for people yeah. or patience. For Christ's sake! Yeah, and, and then and then they asked me. So and then there was there was a tour of Scandinavia beforehand, and then there's, and then that yeah, that, and then the networking starts, and then you play with other bands and stuff. So that that was. That's the ultimate thing. Isn't it? Just hearing you talk about working in one Joe's. Mm. Is it one Joe or one Joe's? One Joe's. Listening to you talk about that, how you have changed people's lives by. Mm. You know, like you say, send the guitar, and and that's one of the things I've always said is is that although I'm ultimately a, a proud parent of two and mm-hmm. a married man, and I'm and I'm quite happy to go out and mow the lawn. You know, mm. this is what I do. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not a musician. You know that the knowledge you pass on, or the little nuggets, if somebody takes that ball and runs with it, mm-hmm. it's a lovely feeling. Definitely. And you sort of go. But one of the reasons I wanted to do this is because. There was nothing like this when I started. I yeah. Was, uh, what, how old are you now? Twenty-three. Twenty-three. So yeah. yeah. I mean, you were about fourteen when I met you, and there was nobody doing that when I was twenty-three. It was. It was I, think, you know, I don't think the phone had been invented. <laughs> but uh, it was a guitar electric. Yeah, the guitar was electric then. Yeah, everything okay. was acoustic. No amplifiers had been invented yet, and, and uh, kept the, the blackouts. So kept, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just got to turn on and the air raid shelter. The, writing oh, songs in the air raid shelter. Those are the days. But. Yeah, you 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 suddenly realise just hearing you say that, oh, I've made a difference to people. Mm, definitely. And that's the I've always thought that surely that's the most important thing. The one of the reasons I wanted fame and fortune wasn't for the money. Mm. Same reason as you. Money would have been nice, but it would have brought its own problems. Yeah. I, I wanted to make a difference to as many people as I could. I wanted somebody to hear my song and yeah. say, "Oh, if it hadn't been for your song or that gig I saw." You know that was that was ultimately the the power that I wanted. You know, you're talking to me about playing in Italy, mm. and people are coming up and talking to you. They might take your CD, and that might be their wedding dance or something. Yeah, I mean that's uh, you made a difference to yeah to a handful of people, and that if that's enough, or if that's all you do, that's a hell of a thing to have on your CV. Yeah, you know it's it's that's the, the lovely thing about doing what we do. We're making a difference every single day. Mm. But we don't realise it until we look at it. So you had a dream job in a guitar shop, mm-hmm. trying them all out, get to have a go yes. on them all. But but it got to the point where I, I mean I played some ridiculously expensive guitars, yeah. and some of my dream guitars and all guitars I thought were going to be really good and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. But the two things that made me want to sort of actually get out and go and do it was. Firstly, I wanted to play them as opposed to sell them. It got yeah. to a point when I was like, people are coming in and they're going to go and use this and I'm going to go home and sleep. Like, what? Yeah, I don't yeah. like that. But then also it was people's... I think this might take me a while to explain, but it was people's attitude towards the guitar. Right. So they would people would come in and play the same things, which I know, thinking about it now, I know that there's obviously there's a way you get into guitar is often through the same sweet child of mine smoke yeah, on the water white stripes there's yeah. that same thing but there was 
never really, I'd never had, like, the, it was, a, it seemed a very, oh, and even the adults that would come in, they'd only talk about the same bands or the same people, and it's like, you know, there's a hell of a lot more yeah. out there. Um, and so I thought, no, I, 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 I need to start, of, um, it wasn't really t- to try and get out there so that people would start talking about me, but it was just no. sort of, I need to go out and play to people and show them that there's other... So do you think that the gu- what you're trying to say is that the guitar has been pigeonholed into a certain style of music that goes with it, or... Yes, for... If, for, for oh, uh, if you plug an electric guitar in, you play ACDC or, or rock music, but if you listen to the guitar... Uh, Niles's guitar on on Chic. Yes, some of that disco stuff and yes. some of that funky. That's as, as as fun to play and as rewarding and and uh, you know some of that. Do you know, it's, it's dreadful. I can't remember his name. How terrible is that? Chic. Noel Rogers. Noel Rogers. Yeah. Right, thank you. I'm not going to rely on you. Noel Rogers. But you listen to what he's able to do. Yeah. With that guitar and and the, you have a look in, uh, online on on YouTube and that some of the workshops he does when he takes it through. Because I'm a, a big fan of that, although I don't understand the technicalities of it. That if somebody says, oh, "I'll use this pedal," or you, no, yeah. Look, what's your guitar? Oh, I've got a red one and a white one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds all right. Mate. Yeah, but when you listen to, you see Noel Rogers go through and he's playing these little, and they're, they're only simple, well, say like simple chords, but yeah, it's the rhythm. He really he knows has, what he's it's doing. What he brings to it, and there's a Brian May workshop which I know you would have seen. The, the the one where he's got the three amps together and he takes it through, he gets his sound. If you haven't seen it, I think I've got it on DVD. Yeah, I think, yeah. He takes you through it. Yeah, and I always find that fascinating. There was a, a, a series years ago called Classic Albums. Have a look, yeah, have a look for that on YouTube because it doesn't matter what the band is, they talk about how the song was structured, mm. how, the, how they got certain sounds. Does that fascinate you, or do you very much sort of that's my sound and, and that's it? Are you a lover of the wah wah pedal, or are you basically? Well, that was going to be the next thing I was to say. Like, and another thing that sort of made my skin crawl a little bit was people would come in and be so specific about, oh, you try this guitar. Oh no, I'm sorry, the neck radius is a millimeter shorter than I'm normally. It's like, what? No, just yeah, play it. Just on, play yeah. it. Yeah. You know. Um, so I think people and people got get lost down that route of oh, I didn't play very well because this has only got 23 frets and normally I'm used to 24 frets and it's, not, it's cobblers and, and, yeah. and pedals and people yeah. hide behind but like when I did the anybody's ever said that you're a liar yeah I felt it's cobblers I felt I felt a bit f- fell foul when I joined the covers band yeah because I was sort of against pedals but then I realised that I needed them for this job because I'd, I'd had go between Dolly Parton and Nirvana, so I'd need something to... You need something, yeah. To, 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 <laughs> That's a hell of a job. Yeah. I need to give you, give you a bit of variation, but yeah. normally I... People disappear behind, and you get some phenomenal pedals that do weird, oh, yeah, really yeah, wacky yeah, sounds, yeah. and they're great fun to play with, but how am I going to use this in mm. reality? No. Or you need a degree to work out... Oh, actually, yeah, if I plug it in around the other way. Yeah. And, and I'm not against them but I think it's it's it, guitar it, if you know what you're doing like with the guitar then so then the rest of it is just toys but when yeah. that's your instrument and when you take and, and what you said about that the songs have got to be good and that's yeah. why I wanted to do the EP acoustic was mm. if you disappear behind pedals then that becomes the song I think there'll be there'll be a lot of musicians out there that'll hear this what I'm about to say and sort of go I know what he's getting at right. a lot of what I say is a lot of old crap <laughs> but 
I think your style of playing and a lot of the guitar players out there is that you, you tap into the style of the guitarist rather than the effects that he's using. Yeah. See, I played, I played a few shows in, in, um, in the Queen Tribute and I, I quickly realised that once you have the sound, you won't sound like Brian May unless no. you tap into how he plays. Well, have you seen the talking to YouTube things? Have you seen Rig Rundown? Have you seen any of them? Yeah, I have. Yeah, you've seen I his have. one. Yeah, I have. And there's nothing there. Yeah, it's just him and an amp it's, and a bit yeah, of a wire. Yeah, all the volume pedals and the, it's just yeah. And the sound is ultimately comes up from inside of him. Yeah, I've seen a few. I've seen a Metallica one. I've, yeah, that's a really good thing. If any musicians out there have a look on on YouTube, yeah, the Rig Rundown, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and it's really great. Yeah, you get your. So what's your setup at the moment? What amp you got? Well, oh, you got doing the acoustic shows. Well, you? I'm, doing, I'm doing. Well, I've got my, my scrub that. We'll cut that. Um, <laughs> well, no, my my, my uh, rig for sort of the cover stuff was and, and electric stuff at the moment because it was the same rig. Yeah, of course. Um, is I've got a Fender Deluxe uh, Blue, Blues Deluxe. Right. I think an early '90s one of them, and then I've also got a little Blues Junior, which I I think are amazing. Brilliant. Amps. Which is also a yeah. tweed special, so they look the same. So it's lovely. Fantastic. Um, although I had a Vox years ago, and I loved them. I love. Yeah. I think because of the Brian May thing, but I love their sound, and so I'd like to get one of them again. Have you got? Have, is Brian May your ultimate guitar hero? Or have you have, have you got uh, an ultimate guitar hero that you would say? Because for me, it was Brian May. I'd love to meet Brian. I never yeah. did. But just purely because he, I always considered him the ultimate guitar machine, which was he was able to play. So many styles, but yet sit with an acoustic guitar and play something like "Love of My Life," so yeah. intricate. And you sort of go, "He's, you know, he can do anything." I um, think him. Like, so my guitar heroes are probably uh, him. Brian May is a little bit of a top of the tree, but I'll come back to him. But yeah. him, people like Rory Gallagher. Um, obviously, there's the Hendrix and stuff. Slash yeah. is a big one. Gary Moore is obviously oh, you've got Gary, me into Gary Moore, yeah. but all of them, apart f- and and some and John Frusciante as well is, is a big influence. Yeah. With the exception of him, in terms of recently, and maybe Jimi Hendrix, although that's a grey area in terms of this subject, but they're all just going. It's just the guitar on them, really, yeah. um, and they all have their own sound. All of them, you put them on a stripped down acoustic and exactly. you know it's them yeah. But, but yeah Brian May is I think he's very underrated mm. I think because he stood behind Freddie Mercury and anyone stands behind Freddie yeah, Mercury that, no one's going to but, yeah. but he, yeah he his playing is I think he's extremely underrated yeah. I don't I don't know exactly what his setup is but I do know it's something like three Vox amps together and, a, and he's got a treble booster but literally just everything cranked right up and that's and that's it and he does a rest yeah and they're, they're the sort of guitar players that I've always kind of tapped into myself yeah there's an album by Hank Marvin right and I forget what it's called but it's an acoustic album okay and he plays an acoustic guitar and he's all going that can't work mm. still sounds like him yeah because it comes up from inside of him it's a, it's how he plays it's his style it's what he does and that's that's something I want to try and hone in on still working on your style or your yeah and I don't think that's ever going to stop I'm, no, I'm never going to get to a point where oh yeah that's me now if it stops quit yeah if you if you get to the point where you go, that's my sound, and I'm settling on it, and walk away. Yeah. Because Stateless Quo take a hell of a paste in about the three chord trick. You listen to stuff like Living on an Island, and and some of the ballady stuff they did, and they they recently played a show um, at the Proms, Electric uh, okay. Proms, unplugged. Really? They'd never done it before, and I sat there and I went, what a fantastic show to watch yeah. the mighty Quo without 
any like effects and yep. not thumping the hell out of it just to play the songs like you like they would in your living room or at a yeah. barbecue or something I was sitting up that's absolutely fantastic yeah so what's the worst thing about doing what you do is it the time away or for instance we'll do room 101 if you like choose okay. a few things that you don't necessarily that you would I don't like well the thing that's hard is obviously when you're away from home from loved ones especially sort of lady folks oh yes um, one of my relationships I think sort of really sort of fell foul because of me not being around yeah. or I would go off and have all these adventures and come back and see her and it was lovely and then I'd go off again and she's left there so it was yeah. okay for me because I was I was distracted but yeah. she wasn't um, so th- I think that would, that that would go in as well, uh, but, no, the, but, put that, yeah. but then I it's it's a catch twenty two because I I have to do it to be able to do what I want to do. Mm. So I suppose I've, I've met a new lady actually. She's have you really? And she, and she seems okay with the idea of me disappearing. Yeah. She knows that's what. Is I, she in the business too? Or no, not not at all. No, but I, she realizes that's what I have to do. And I like yeah. you know, if you work on shifts or you yeah. work on an oil rig, you. It's funny because. Ultimately, you end up, if you do this, quite a lot of the time, you, you either meet somebody who totally understands the performer and yep. the real person away from the stage. And you can also get in that point where they like the performer and then they find you boring. Yeah. Or they like you and then they don't understand why you're up there giving it large. Yeah. So it's, it's so it's so difficult sometimes to get the mix right. Yeah. But that's where it's important and that, that, that you have your, you've, you've got that, um, that, that kind of wherewithal to say oh that's just something I do that's just the bloke who, yeah. does, who plays the gigs you know if, if, I'm, if I'm going for a picnic if, I'm, if we're going out for the day if we're sat in a rowboat and I'm serenading you I'm me yeah. I'm not him I won't, yeah. you know and I think Freddie Mercury you always imagine him if, if he had to go shopping or something he wouldn't do it in a vest no or, he said, you know, I remember seeing he said when people meet me they're so disappointed he said I don't run around like that when I'm at no, home like, I true, don't, don't, don't wear the same things it's true it's, it's um, so where do you see yourself going in Ideally, ideal scenario, maybe three or four years from now, just keep doing what you're doing, keep promoting. Yeah, I think I, three, four years from now, I would like to be doing my own thing, where I'm got maybe a three-piece and opening for bands in small theatres or something, yeah, you know, something two, like that. Two, two thousand people o- opening. I'm, they're not they're all there to see no. me but that, that would be a nice... Just to get by and, and make a living out of your obvious talent. That that would be a nice thing because what I'm going to try and do is, whilst I'm back is flirt between doing sort of cover gigs solo cover gigs as the bread and butter Yep. and then giving, that then giving me the time and and resources to do my own stuff mm. but yeah three four years I think that, that'd be you can combine the two you know you can play a cover show to get the money in order to promote your own material yes I, I would rather that than work in a supermarket or something like that which is nothing wrong in that but I know now that I can do the cover stuff once so. you've done this and, and uh, Gerald I spoke to her about it and anybody I speak to that's, once you've done this and you've tasted it and you've been your own boss and you've you've been through the creative process it's incredibly hard to go back to normality. Yeah, and and I and I use the word normality not not because we're abnormal. 
people, not because we're superstars or anything like that, but because it's a lifestyle that you don't know if it's for you until you actually do it. Mm -hmm. And it's glamorous. Oh, wait, oh, where are you this week? I'm in Australia. I'm off to France. Some of the, oh, it must be lovely. Well, you're three hours in the airport, you know, because there's yeah. a bomb on board. Or yeah, you know, it's, well, that's not fun. No, that's, <laughs> that's not fun. But it's so important that that uh, when you. When, when you do it, you keep your feet on the ground, and you always have. You, you know, you always and, do. But there's something you tapped on earlier on, which I won't let you said about. You know, like in mowing the grass and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I, that's, I want that. I want the normality stuff because I think that's. If not, I think you get. The temptation, or it's easy to fall into the fact where you're just the on-stage person for, because if you're if you're always around it, if you're always yeah. booking a gig or you're talking to an agent or you're writing a song or you're doing artwork or something like that mm. you've still got that little bit of that side of your head on and if you I don't think if you, if you haven't got the grass to cut then you've you, I think you could get lost down that way no, I've said, I mean I've said before but when I've, on the rare occasions when people have asked me about stuff and what's the best thing about doing what you do and my answer is going shopping on a Monday afternoon yeah you know, and genuinely, that is it. I love yeah. being on stage. I love earning the money. I love playing the guitar for a living. I love working with people like you. And then mm. hearing uh, you've gone on and done something with it, and yeah. all of my my valuable advice wasn't wasted. You no, did something. No, no, it wasn't. Um, but apart from that, I, th I now know that you're the kind of guy that would be. Well, I've got mowed along, yeah. whatever, and then just become the musician when you need to. We're yeah. not. We, 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 you know, we, we just. It's just a job we do. It doesn't matter what we. I don't want it to ever over consume me if that's the right yeah, phrase yeah. I don't want it. I, it consumes me definitely and it's all I think about and do but mm. I don't want it to be I think it's nice to to be able to step back from it yeah and to turn to turn around and do something you do the washing or get a stain out of your t-shirt you know that, that's just switch off completely yeah yeah that's the, one of the hardest things is switching off when you first when you first wake up and you realise all right, I haven't got Wembley, I haven't got what it, you know, I never got that. But I woke up and I thought, this is my living. I, I am a musician for a living. Mm. And it takes you a hell of a while before you can switch off. Not from uh, not from the ego side of it, that, I don't mean that, but I just mean, I've got it now, I don't want to let it go. I've mm. worked so hard to get to this point, I don't want to let this go. And you lay in bed and you... You'd have a book by your bomber where bed and write notes on PA, what PA to use. Yeah. How, can I, how can I get better? Yeah. How can I improve? Where's the next gig coming from? How can I do this? And you, do, you, do you ever find yourself in that zone where you've played a whole gig in your head? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, awful, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's I'd rather awful. that, though, than, than before I woke up in the middle of the night thinking, I didn't ring that guy back about that guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't put, I didn't put the strap yeah. in his bag for him. Oh, I'd, I'd rather you know this is a job that you take home with you and whether you like it or not yeah and wherever you go you can't escape it. You, you don't there's no oh it's five o'clock now I can I can clock off no. there's none of that no. but the, but but all the the bad sides quote unquote that there there is of it, I don't really see as bad sides because it's all I've wanted to it's do it's you do isn't it yeah and I know it's part and parcel and, and, and like we're saying as uncomfortable as I can be sometimes when someone comes up and they want to talk to me and they think oh you, you know they yeah. really enjoyed it as uncomfortable as uncomfortable as I f I'd feel th it, that's the part of 
That's just part of it. I, I remember Ricky, the great now. Ricky Gervais quote. You know, someone said to him, uh, "What did they say? If you, what's your advice to someone who wants to be famous?" He said, "Kill a prostitute." <laughs> he said, "Fame is an offshoot of what you do. It shouldn't be the thing that you're yeah. aiming for." So. Yeah. You know, fame is you're famous because you're a good actor, or you're famous because yeah. you're a good racing car driver, or something. It's not. It shouldn't be the thing that you're wanting to get. So, the offshoots of stuff, the fact that it never switches off, the fact I still get emails yeah. at nine o'clock at night for still stuff. Do, yeah, yeah. It, that's what happened. Got to chase that up. Got to make yeah. that phone call. Got to sort that out. It's part of my job, and I, but I know that if you put the hard work in, it gets to a point where, no, four o'clock, clock off, I go and mow the grass you know I have to I think the 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 problem a problem is that the, t- the times we're living in Marcus is oh ev- god is how old are you is ev- every, okay, well, every, everything's instant now yes it is yeah. you can go you wake up at three in the morning and go and get a pint of milk you yeah, know and, or you true, can actually, yeah. true. and I think with musicians and creative people there's a tendency of why aren't I why aren't I the big thing right now mm. you know I picked up the guitar last week why aren't I doing Wembley but there's the I think the hard grafting is something you you can't I think people get famous too quickly as well mm. yeah because I mean I'm not going to have a go at the TV programmes you know the talent shows uh, uh, talent shows in you know, yeah. commas by the way but it makes somebody famous they're playing the O2 with one album yeah they've got 12 songs yeah so ultimately they end up doing what you and I are doing they're playing a load of covers to to a, yeah. a bigger, I've got no problem with that. Go, they've got a dream. Go and do it. Yeah. Uh, and, and go and. But I think the true songwriters are the ones who have been there and slept on floors and yeah. been in. You know, the, the ultimate thing about the, the reason probably why Noel Gallagher in, initially connected with the bloke in the street is if you ever if you ever see an interview, it's yeah. It's just, well, he was it's one out of the, it's out. It's nothing. It's it's. Just what he, he was one of the heroes I met in the guitar shop, and yeah. he's walking around looking at guitars like like the kid next to him is. And like you wouldn't even know him unless you knew him. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. If you, if you walked in, you wouldn't look immediately in the corner of your eye, sort of. That's Noel. You just walk in and you suddenly go, "Oh, crisis!" Yeah. Totally down to earth. Totally, probably mm. not. Probably more interested in you than he was himself. Yeah. And, and I, I again, I haven't met him, so I'm a little bit jealous of him, honestly. But again, he, he wrote stuff about what he knew about and, mm. and instantly connected with the bloke in the street it's one of the reasons they were the biggest band to come out of this country in the 90s but they hard grafted as well there's, oh, there's yeah. all that sort of stuff like the band I'm talking again the Gravel Tones and Jimmy he's yeah. he, he says a lot of things that I click with yeah. and you know he, he they're all about hard grafting they've done the touring they sleep in the back of the van and stuff because mm. they know but they've done it now to the point that when they go out to Germany there's three to five hundred people going to be there to see them that's right there's you know the bands that get money and do a great big million selling album if the next album crashes there's no one to see them anymore yeah that's right you know whereas that's true because they haven't done the I have met sadly I've met a lot of my uh, heroes when they were on the way down and I was on the way up right so you, you meet them at Butlins or obviously we were doing the tribute band yeah so you go out and, and you play or you play buttons and, and the headliners would be and you sort of go I used to buy their albums yeah you know, and, and I think from my point of view I'd rather I'm quite happy to, to look at it and it gave me some perspective and I thought to myself better to have never tasted it at all like the big time yeah and to be doing it for a living than to have been big and now have to kind of 
to have been chauffeur driven and got, and yeah. now I have to get in a van. Yeah. And now I have to go and turn. I mean, well, I've, I've met certain boy bands and stuff like that, and they, they all crawled out the back of a van. Yeah. And so did we. Yeah. And we didn't have the fame to start with. You know, yeah. so th- there's an element of that. I worked at, I think the last time I was here, actually, I was about to go away and go on a boat. On a boat. And a bass player who was playing with me, he was in a band whose name I can't remember, but he. But it, it hasn't really gone off for them yet because and he said there, there was big labels involved loads of money floating around yeah. and loads of waiting around and then he got to the point where he was like there's only so many waiting around I can do I want to go and work now yeah. so he chucked it all in to go and play on boats and ships and stuff and actually play the thing mm. as opposed to because I think he knew that uh, in the end you've got a life to lead we've yeah. had that we, we, Walter all had the Warner Brothers go on tour for a year go and do this go and sleep in dives go and play to nobody every night just to get the, get the word out there so although the, the times we're living in because of uh, because of the social media you now know if there's an open mic night back then you had to make phone calls and can we make a, a per- personal appearance here and can you book us for this and, mm. but now you go online email so use use what's available to yeah, you yeah definitely the way I see it my particular take on, on where you are I think you're exactly where you need to be and I think mm. you uh, you should be proud of what you've achieved and you should look forward to what you're going to do, mm. and don't have a clear plan in your head because it won't work. No, out. no, I've got, I've got bits I'd like to reach, but that I'm, I'm, and I have, like I said, I, I, there's certain tiers of goals, like mm. to make money out of my own music and live from it. That's the top one. Next down, next one down from that is what I've been doing and making money from playing music. So, so if you that's, make money from playing music. And then it helps you to promote your own stuff, and you know that's the thing. Just put, keep your guitar on and keep playing. Yeah. Just get out there and, and do it. It's the best life in the world, isn't it? Mm, yeah. There's nothing else you'd rather be doing. No. I don't think so anyway. Not, no. Not not talking to you. You talk about it with a real, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, I've spent too much time invested in it now that I can't do anything else. So I've, got, <laughs> I've, I've got to keep doing it. I've right. got to keep going for it. Freddie, it has been an absolute pleasure. It's been good, this. I like this. really great yeah. to see you again. Yes. Um, and uh, obviously, once once it's up on there, I'll put links to um, Facebook pages or yeah, anything yeah. like that that you want me to do for you. No problem at all. And if you if you get get your music to me and I'll make sure that that's yeah, downloadable def- yeah, or, definitely. Or, or, or cross. Say hello to your mates from me. I will um, do. Those are, if, they, if they remember, say hello to your family from me. Definitely, yes. Um, and... Mate, it's been such a pleasure. It's been really good. I've enjoyed this. Well, this thanks, Freddie. Good, good Thank luck you. for the future, mate. Thank you. And um, let's do it again next time you're over. Yes. Cheers for now. Bye now.